Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. What's going on? Um, first of all, holy cow. Yeah, yeah, it was great. We did it. You know, I was I, I gotta be I gotta admit to you. I, I acted cocky last week. I gave the speech. I gave the rah-rah. But I really wasn't that, that sure. <laughs> I just I felt that I needed to give the rah-rah speech. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of at that point now where um, I'm at a, a different stage than a lot of Bill's backers. A lot of, a lot of y'all were drunk out, off your minds and probably can't remember some small details from the game. On the other hand, I actually had my child on Friday – um, at 2.37 2 in the afternoon. So he came just in time to watch the Bills game with dad, um, which was great. But watching the Bills game on a tiny hospital TV that was an antenna and definitely not HD was rough. Um, it was really hard to follow some things. But nonetheless, we got to see a Bills win in the playoffs. And fun fact, the last time the Bills had won a – playoff game was the year I was born um and then turned around I had a child and the very next day after he's born boom so so now so now we gotta wait until no no that's what Shannon said and I said no (laughs) the I already reversed the jinx guys so we're good I had somebody I actually had like 1700 likes on a post on Twitter um with my son that I did the hashtag Bill's Mafia on and somebody responded back you and your wife better have three kids within the next three weeks for Bill's Mafia. We need you. And I said, somebody else better take the fall. My son's like sick of carrying the team. His shoulders hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, oh, man. But yeah, that was a fun game. There was there were some things I didn't like. But I think one thing you and I both need to go ahead and get off the table right away. Um, we were wrong for being so confident. This Colts team is a much better team than we really gave them credit. Um, they, they are, I think, one of the most complete teams that were in the playoffs. They're pretty good on special teams. Um, didn't really make mistakes there. Um, defense was pretty good, and offense was pretty good. Now, nothing was, of course, number one in the NFL. Defense was, I guess, ranked. But um, nothing was super spectacular. But as far as complete team, they were that. Yeah. I I apologize for nothing because I'm dirty Randy and I don't apologize for my <laughs> rants. But I may have gone a bit off the deep end and they may have been a little bit more of a challenge than I thought. And that's good because now we got the Ravens and I want all that smoke. Yep, I, I agree with you. And at the same point, I'm looking at that game and I'm saying this this really prepared our team. You know, this was a very tough game and probably one of the toughest games they've played in the last six weeks. Um, so if anything, I think it really helps our team realize what, what needs to happen, but I don't know about you. I was very disappointed in Dable's play calling at times. Um, maybe he's trying to throw it and be that way. He doesn't have to decline a head coaching job. He just won't get one offered to him. Maybe that's what he's trying to do, (laughs) but hopefully, um, things work out differently. I was disappointed because I know the run game is not our expertise and somehow we continue to do just that against a team that did pretty well against the run. So I think, 
Um, yeah, I think the play calling yesterday was covering up Cole Beasley a little bit. I don't think he was fully healthy. Um, he was kind of hobbling out there. And John Brown doesn't look um, doesn't look fully healthy yet. I don't know. He didn't he didn't look as as fast. Yeah, it he didn't. And I I don't honestly venture to say I don't think Diggs is as healthy as what they put off. Um, same with Beasley. So I think you know we were slowed down a little bit. And on top of that, that Colts secondary was a lot better than a lot of people thought, um, which gave Allen a little bit of fits. They put a spy on him for a while, but once they kind of took that spy off of him, he really kind of started to take advantage by these design runs. But that was something that really upset me because we saw more design runs by Allen in this game than we've seen all season. And I think it's just because he's a gamer. Um, He wants to win for us and he's willing to put everything on his shoulders, which is why we love him as Bills fans, but at the same point, um, you've got weapons and digs, and I'd really like to see Dable use those, and we didn't even get to see a sighting of Isaiah McKenzie. That was disappointing. Yeah, um, and I was curious, you know, Kenny Stills was brought in. What are we doing with him? Uh, There's a lot at wide receiver I'm not sure of, and I don't know if Dable was just trying to, like, hold back plays for the next playoff game, but I don't know (laughs) if anyone told him it's elimination. So if we had lost that game, there would be no next game. Um, but the point is, when it, when it comes down to it, the Bills did enough. And uh, Josh Allen's a friggin' stud no matter what Nick Wright says. Yes. In that game, I think, you know, that proves a point. I had said something earlier in the season about the eye test, right? And there was games where Allen might not have had, you know, the most fantastic amount of yards, but you looked at it and said, wow, look at him. I think this was kind of the opposite. I don't think Allen passed the eye test, but then he come out, somehow comes out and sets an NFL record based on the, his passing yards, completion percentage, and rushing yards for the first time in NFL history. Um, so that just goes to show that even sometimes the eye test isn't as perfect as we say. Um, but, hey, he, he's great, and he went out there and executed. I really love that push pass, that RPO that he threw to Knox in the back of the end zone. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was um, – I think, like, the whole – the whole. God, Josh Allen's just so good. I'm so glad he's our quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, got to give it to Phillip Rivers here. Rivers probably played his best game of the 2020 season against the Bills. He really did. Um, he didn't make very many mistakes at all. Um, he had guys dropping the football, and ultimately we could look back and say, Frank Reich, why'd you, why'd you go for it on fourth down um, in that situation when you could have kicked a field goal, which ultimately, which he didn't know at the time, would have made a big difference in the game. But maybe now, he was trying to help the Bills out a little bit there. Maybe it's an inside job. Yeah. Uh, so – uh, do we have responses? Did we get any of those? We did not. You guys, oh, um, we have something new. Um, we had put out on Twitter. We really want to get you guys involved because this is kind of why we do it. We don't just talk to talk. I know I love to talk, and Randy loves to talk bills too. But at the same point, we do this for you guys. And we really would love to get just kind of – you guys can steer the direction of our next show. Um, so – 
while at the same point we record after the game, so it's kind of hard for you to come in with predictions, but after the game on Saturday, um, please get on there and reply to our link on Twitter. You just record a short little message, and there's a possibility it gets aired on the show, um, depending on what it is. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, I want you to call in and just roast my takes, please. Please he, roast He wants me. all the smoke. Yeah, I want all that smoke. <laughs> so, you know, looking forward, just to kind of skip the Colts game a little, but I guess before I get there, I do want to say – who is, you know, who's your player of the game? Bill's backer player of the game. Oh, I mean, for me, it's definitely Allen. Josh Allen, three touchdowns, uh, 300 yards again, which it's just like, is that even, remember when that was a thing? Remember when it was, oh, he can't throw over 300 yards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, but yeah, he's, he's easily my player of the game. I'm going to flip you? it to Daryl Williams for the saving fumble recovery that really could have made a big difference in the game there late with Allen's fumble. Um, Allen, that was just the case, I think, of Allen trying to do a little much. Um, but I think there's a lot of jitters. You know, we haven't had a playoff win in 25 years, and I think the Bills players felt that. Um, they really didn't want to disappoint the fans. And I think Allen just had a little bit of hero ball come out in that moment. And situational football tells you you really can't take a sack there because if you put up points, three points in that situation, that's fantastic for your defense. You really don't want to go out there and not put up anything, um, especially taking a strip sack was bad. He, he did do some amazing plays with his pump fake had a guy jump up in the air, missed it, and then threw it over the top. Beautiful. Um, but the one thing I wish would have been different would have been that. And then I guess how can we not talk about this without officiating? Oh, oh my God. God. You know, not only, you know, I'm seeing all kinds of Chiefs fans on Twitter saying things about Gabe Davis, that he was not in bounds on those catches. Yeah, BS. He was. You could see the green. I could literally see it. And it's because it was called. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is, I believe. And, you know, we're we're scared of them, too, at the same point. And I think that's a good thing um, to not overlook a team. But, you know, it was called a catch on the field, and it was so close it wasn't going to be overturned. If it was called incomplete, we would not have got that flip. So, you know, great by Gabe Davis. Those were two fantastic catches. Um, but then how do delay of games exist anymore? I'm just asking you. You know, um, <laughs> I don't think so. Not as you're <laughs> Philip Rivers. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. That refereeing crew was just not great. And then the um, fumble, of course. The, the fumble. Oh, my gosh, the fumble. Did you – okay, people un, un – uh, provoked when I walked into work today were like I can't believe they didn't overturn that horrible fumble call and I was like yeah good thing we won because if we had lost I would have been miserable all week oh and we would have been ranting about officiating probably for the next three years um because I would not have let that go it was one of those things where yes there were certain views in of that replay that really made it look like Poyer's hand was touching his back um, not going to disagree with that. However, 
when you look at it from the different angle, you can clearly tell that he's still at least a foot away from touching him. And the knee is off the ground. I had somebody say, well, his, um, his shin is on the ground. And I'm like, how is his shin on the ground if his knee's not? Have you ever done that? One, one shin equals two knees. Yeah, it's like, go ahead and try to show us. And they responded on Twitter with a picture of their knee. And it was literally on the ground with their shin on the ground. I think they were just being a troll. Um, it was a terrible call. And even the NFL officiating Twitter account responded back trying to defend it. But everybody, including Gene Steratore, all said terrible call and it was nice to see even the commentators say wow that oh, yeah. was bad and then to see what people got mad about about that Colts fans and and many other haters was apparently Sean McDermott got an extra timeout because he called a timeout there no how do we know they were not whistling that dead for to review anyway yes he did yeah. go out there and call a timeout but if they were they stopped it prior and just hadn't blown the whistle yeah, of course he deserves his freaking timeout. That's the whole point of this. But it is what it is. That kind of helped us a little bit, kept him a little further out of out of range because Philip Rivers on that play ended up having a, a great pass on the sideline. But it didn't exist. That play never happened. Wipe it from your memory. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about, Milano came out and played fantastic. Um Except for his blown coverage, that was... Milano. Milano looked like a man who wants to get paid a lot of money. Yep, and I really hope we get to see him with Lamar and really putting his stop there. But he had a play where he gave up a deep touchdown pass, and he thought he had help over the top. And I don't think we're this Bills team is is too great of a team that they're not going to be like the Steelers and run their mouths um, and tell us what happened in that situation. Um, Milano's just going to go ahead and take it and say, hey, you know, I messed up there and move on. Um, other than that, he played fantastic. We really need to see a lot out of Tremaine Edmonds next week versus Lamar. I really think we need to stop him and Dobbins. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll go into our little predictions going into this divisional round. One, one more thing, one more yeah. thing before we go to break. I just want to make sure everyone who listens to this fully takes a moment to breathe and experience this win because it wasn't until about today, this morning when I was driving into work, when it kind of hit me, um, cause I'm still worried about the next game, right? We're all worried about the next game, but we're not the players. We get to, we get to bask in this for a week and then watch the next game and hopefully bask in that for another week. So take, take some time, enjoy it. Yep. All right. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Um, one thing I kind of wanted to dive into on this was just the weapons for Baltimore on offense. You know, I'm definitely scared of Andrews. Their tight end does a fantastic job with Lamar. They kind of seem to have that connection, um, which we real, that's kind of where I think linebacker play with him, but I think you might even need Trey. I know they've got Hollywood Brown that we really need to worry about as well. Um, but I'm kind of wondering if we want to put Poyer and Hyde kind of one of those two really doing that. And I think also at the same point, you can use Poyer, to contain Lamar Jackson as well. Um, he's great against the run, and hopefully we have some snow. So 
So yeah, I was gonna say one of the, one of the interesting things about Lamar Jackson is he doesn't start years off running a lot. This has kind of been his his mo for a while. Um, he didn't really run that much for the first half of the season, and the second half they have really picked up running with with him. Um, so I think that's something we've got to watch for. Edmonds, this is going to be big for Edmonds because I know some of the boys at the Bills backers bar love to make fun of Edmonds for missing tackles, but he really does have to make sure he's making those tackles because he's probably going to be left alone to spy uh, Lamar Jackson for some of these plays. Yeah, Randy, I think that's easier said than done, tackling Lamar Jackson. He's got some moves, um, which hopefully will be hindered by some snow that might be happening in Orchard Park. No, you can't. No, you don't want snow. Allen will be able to throw the ball in the snow. It's going to it's going to hurt Beasley, I think, a little bit with his cuts. Um, but I still think, you know, we are able to do some things in the snow. If that limits Lamar Jackson, great. Um, that's going to be – Here's why I don't like it. Snow team, like snow games, they're going to be running a lot more, and our run defense is already bad. We have a lot of trouble with overcommitting. And in the snow, if you overcommit, you're gone because those the, the offensive player knows when he's going to cut. The defensive player doesn't. Yep, and and that's accurate. I think at the same point, our offense I think is definitely higher powered. Um, I believe I saw a stat that their their schedule was like the 31st toughest schedule in the NFL or something of that nature. They had a real easy schedule this year, and the Bills ranked fifth um, with the one of the or three of the four teams in front of them being, um, of course, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets, all because I think they had to play Buffalo. I'll take it that way. But at the same point, of course, we had to play a lot of great teams from the when the AFC East did. So, you know, I don't want to say Baltimore has not played anybody because I'm not going to downplay them. I made that mistake last week, and I'm not going I was to gonna do that say- again. There was there was someone named Dirty Randy who uh, said that the Colts hadn't beaten anyone, and to be fair, that is still accurate because they didn't beat the Buffalo Bills, baby. Anyways, back <laughs> to the Ravens. Yes, and when you look at that, as far as who they've played and things of that nature, it it does bring into question of, yes, the Colts did kind of slow down our offense as far as the number of points putting up. You know, we put up twenty seven points, which is not a small amount. If you would have told me last year we were putting up twenty seven points. Before I knew we got digs, I'd be like, great, what the hell happened? Um, but 27 points was not very much. Because um, I think, you know, the Steelers would have loved to have given up 27 points in the, an entire game. But instead, they did that in the first quarter. Um, t- talk about Paper Tiger there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was dead on with the Steelers, let the record show. Um, one and done, baby, one and done. But, the, yeah, the 27 points doesn't feel like a lot. And I think part of that is we're so used to the last three weeks. The Bills are averaging 39.9 or were averaging 39.9 points per game, which is absurd. Um, and I don't think it's like I don't – I didn't think that that was sustainable. So I'm kind of glad they had a down game in the beginning because I'm hoping now they'll ramp back up. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, it's a good thing. You know, we, we definitely came into the playoffs very, very high. Um, we, we came in with a full, full thing of steam. And honestly, for benching our players for a half, you know, we still came out and played. I don't think that really affected it. I mean, you know, I, I didn't even keep think bringing about up that. The, 
I hate to bring up the Steelers again, but look what them resting their players for the previous week did to them. Big Ben just was not big himself. He threw quite a few interceptions that put him out of that game. Yeah, the timing is not great. And so that brings me to a, a side note. This is not Bills related, but Browns related. Do you think that we'll see Russ with KC playing the Browns? You know, I think you do. Um, just a little bit. You know, you're talking guys who haven't played football in 21 days. Um, it's going to – I my prediction is it's going to be a slow start for them. Realistically, do I see the Browns beating the Chiefs? No, I don't. Um, but I do see a slower start for the Chiefs here. Um, and I don't I know. I see it being similar to last year's Texans game where the Chiefs got way behind and then came back. Um, I don't think the Browns have the horses to win that game. Sorry, Browns fans. Baker's um, just not it, man. He's not. He's not the leader. But uh, Number but one do, draft pick, my ass. I do Gosh, think they could, number one. I do think they could uh, easily – easily get behind and then come back and people would be like, oh man, look at the rust that KC had to take off Yeah. Um, before we come into town and just destroy them. Oh, what did you learn from last week, Randy? It's okay. Nothing. It's okay. I learned nothing. Um, I've learned a lot since being a parent for like three days. So <laughs> um, I've learned to be a little bit more humble sometimes and admit that I'm not perfect. And I screwed up with that. And I, I think I definitely don't want to overlook the Ravens, but there are some things where I feel like work out well for us. Um, I would have really kind of loved to play the Steelers. Honestly, I'm sure everyone in Bill's mafia wanted to play the Steelers in some way, shape or form. But if we have to play the Ravens and then we end up coming out and playing the chiefs, guess what? As we keep saying, we want the smoke. Um, we're okay. We're okay with it. It's the be playoffs, the best, man. You gotta beat the best. You it's know, the if, playoffs. No one's bad. No, nope, we're, we're down to the last four teams in the AFC. All these teams are good, especially not in the AFC. The NFC. There's still some teams that I think you know maybe aren't quite top tier. Um, that are still there. However, in all honesty, if we would have somehow snuck out and played some bad teams. Um, and ended up playing the Steelers, that's not setting you up very well for a Super Bowl or AFC championship against, like, the Chiefs. It really sets you up for um, serious letdown. And one thing I didn't bring up was that – out of ourselves. I know. That one thing I didn't bring up, though, from the last segment was what was your reaction on the Hail Mary at the end of that Colts game? Because I about shit my pants. Um, Um. yeah, my reaction is actually on video. No one will ever see it, but it is on video. Uh, I, I was really tense the last, like, 30 seconds of the game. I was basically, like, huddled up in a fear bunker, just, like, imagining what I'm going to do if they if they made this Hail Mary um, and what I was going to say to my, my team at Al's. Because, you know, I'm kind of the hype man. I got to keep people hyped, and when they lose like that, it's people are really bummed out. But I, I was very tense. And then when it happened, it was just this moment of release. I didn't, like, hoot and holler. It was just like a, you know, like a Tiger Woods, the Tiger Woods fist bump. It was almost like that. The Shooter McGavin fist bump. Just, I think I missed the initial reaction because I still had Bill's fan PTSD, and I was looking for the flag. Um, 
And that, that was just my biggest fear on that. My wife was asking me some questions on that last drive, and especially with four seconds. She goes, they're not going to kick the field goal to tie it? And I'm like, well, they're on the 50, so no. Um, but I said, they've got to throw it deep. And I said, the biggest fear is the flag. Do not commit pass interference here because there will be an untimed down. And we did not need to see that. Um, granted, no. if that was the case, I don't think they would have put all or nothing to try to win the game there. If Reich did that, that would have been insane. Um, guaranteed way to lose your job. He would have had to kick the field goal anyway. Um, but definitely was a concern. And, oh, my God, I had a flashback right back to Arizona. And guess what? I think Hyde did, too. And I think he spiked that ball all the way back to Arizona. Yeah. Hyde, Hyde ran up from the back. Hyde was the far man. Uh, he was basically on the edge of the goal, like the back of the goal. And he, you can see him if you watch it. He just runs full speed, and he's just tracking the ball the whole time with his fist up. And whoever, <laughs> somebody, somebody definitely got in his ear beforehand. They're like, "Listen, not you're not trying to catch it. Make a fist. Get that thing out of there." Yep, and that that was great. So I think you know it's it's great that I, we keep wanting to talk about this because honestly, man, I'm 25 years old and I just got to finally watch my first playoff win and my dad was telling me he wasn't going to come back up next weekend and I said are you telling me you aren't going to come up here to watch the game with three generations of base family with your grandson your son I mean I said who knows when the next time you're going to see this I said you haven't seen an AFC um, divisional round with the bills in it with me in my lifetime when's the next time you're going to get to watch it with your grandson um, and he's like, yeah, good point. Every year. He's like, I'm definitely coming up there. And I'm like, hopefully next year it happens again, because I definitely made a remark. Um, two years ago, I went to that Chiefs Patriots game in Kansas City, and I convinced my wife to let me drop like 350 to sit in the nosebleeds um, and said, I'm going to root for Kansas City because screw the Patriots. And I said, honestly, when am I ever going to get to go see an AFC championship game in person? And it's probably not likely it's going to end up being the Bills versus the Chiefs in that moment. And here we are a couple of years later, and it's a real possibility. Um, and it's yeah. not at the same point. I am not going to that game. I cannot leave my house. I'm on yeah. lockdown, which Just is great. It's the greatest feeling in the world, guys. And I am so pumped to finally have my little Bills fan in the world. So, Did you put them through a styrofoam table yet? No, I, I was honestly contemplating making something out of cardboard box before this next game. Um, and Shannon just gave me a death glare. Like, you mm. were not doing that to my baby. And I'm like, oh, come on. He's got to get baptized into the mafia. Yeah, he'll be like eight days old at that point. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Kids are strong. They're malleable. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, back to the Ravens game. Yes. We, got, we got way on a tangent there. Hopefully people enjoyed that. Uh, but we're like real radio hosts right now we're just like completely off timing everything's bad feel like shoping the bulldog we're We're happy man yeah um but back to the ravens so my my big concern with the ravens is shutting down marquise hollywood brown um and we do have to pay white to do that so we we kind of got an answer in this colts game with what they do with trade day he didn't seem to be following any receiver no it was zone yeah so I have a feeling that's what we're going to see again 
with Marquise Hollywood Brown. So that scares me a little. I'd almost want Trey to start shadowing him, but um, you know, that's, if that's the McDermott way, it's the McDermott way. Yeah. And I think you definitely have to worry about Andrews as well. So maybe that's a possibility that they want to do that. Um, But I think the biggest thing we saw with the Colts were they were setting up the mismatch there. Um, They were running their big tight end right into the zone where Trey White was at and having him big boy Trey, um, which was tough. And that kind of sets an example for teams to do to the Bills going forward to stop Trey White from being such a um, big factor in the game. However, hopefully Leslie Frazier can come out and McDermott and really see what happened and how to adjust from there. Um, And even though the Colts might have put up, you know, a template of what to do to the Bills, I don't know if the Ravens have the personnel to do exactly what the Colts did. Honestly, I think it's going to be tough for them to do exactly that. They're going to have to find their own way um, to limit the Bills. And I'm really honestly hoping Josh Allen comes out and does Josh Allen things. Let Josh be Josh. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be important for this game. I think you've got to unleash the offense. I don't want to see us trying to run the ball five times again, or (laughs) five times again. But, like, it felt like we were doing the old run, run, pass. And I don't don't need that anymore. And we – you know, with the loss of Zach Moss, um, they're saying, and probably end of the postseason was what was announced today. Um, we're recording this on Monday. Um, and that might be helpful. I know we've definitely got Williams that a lot of guys are excited about, Antonio Williams. I am as well. I'd like to see him a little bit because Singletary probably can't handle all of the workload, especially if we have weather, uh, if we have the run. Um, I would really like to see Williams in all honesty, because it seems like he's definitely quicker to hit the hole um, in snow games, guys that are do the jump cut kind of thing end up having a lot more problems than guys that are just downhill runners, um, which would be interesting to see Antonio Williams in that situation. Um, so we've got the ability to run the football, but that's not the bills team guys. Um, somebody needs to tell Dable do what got you here. What got you to the playoffs was Josh Allen and Diggs, and let's keep doing that. There's yeah, I'm, teams I'm, a like, little, I'm a little afraid that Dable's out coaching himself. He's like trying to get too cute. Yeah, and like just do what you do what worked. Yep. Continue it, it. Like look at Mahomes for instance. They know what Mahomes is going to do, but can you stop it? And Andy Reid's going to keep throwing it at you, and either you're going to stop it or you're not. And that's really what I'd like to see out of Dable, but he does that run, run, pass again. And it's like Allen is so efficient on passing the ball on first down. And Cole Beasley, I think I saw a stat with something along the lines of over the season, he had like 50% of the first downs for the Bills. Um, Unblock us on Twitter, you coward. coward. Um, But he only accounted for 11% of the first downs in this Colts game. And so that really goes to show he was definitely not 100%, but another week to rehab. Um, Hopefully we'll do wonders for him and allow us to use him like we used him all season long for Allen and Diggs in the same way. It's really hard when you've got Gabe Davis playing like he's doing right now, John Brown coming back and Diggs on the field with Beasley. It's really hard to decide who to stop. And if we sprinkle in some Kenny Stills, you know, he's going to be, 
be two weeks into the offense. He, he's not going to do a whole lot. I'm not going to say that. And I'm not even going to guaranteed say he's going to be active. Um, but we do get two free – or we get unlimited call-ups. Um, two guys can be called up in the game. So, honestly, maybe we see him. And even if it's a couple deep plays to keep him honest, screw it. Let's, let's do something. Um, yeah. But brings us to the over-under, which is 49 and a half. I imagine you're slamming the over on this because you always Oh, my do. God. No, it's the NFL. Always take the over. The NFL stands for no effing way I'm not going to take the over. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under here just because of weather right now. But um, also for the sake of argument here, I'm also taking the under. Um, but who knows? We'll see what happens in, in that effect. But also – Two-and-a-half-point spread, Bills are favored. Um, so that's pretty good. Yep. But three points are given to the Bills for them being home, so they're pretty much saying this is dead even. Um, slight advantage to the Ravens, which explains what I believe Fox was showing, 51% probability of the Ravens winning, um, which, fine, do that. Our team, when they are picked against, do very well. Um, so bring it on. I think Josh wants the smoke, um, and that's John Brown, by the way. He, he wants to hit him deep in this game, but, but I'm thinking definitely I'm, I'm taking the bills on that spread. Um, I've got to do it because we're going to beat them by – if you would have told me the spread was six and a half, I would have taken that as well. I think yeah, we'll win by I, a touchdown. Um, I, I think I'm going to take the bills. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to take them with the points. I don't think – I think it'll be a close game. I think it might be another squeaker. Um, so, I'm going to say, like, a three-point game again. But the Bills would still cover the spread at that point. And slam that over. Slam that over. So, yeah, anyway, reminder, guys, get on our Twitter account. Um, Casey Bills Pod is our Twitter yes. handle. And, and I believe I pinned the tweet to the top. So, you yes. can always just click that link. Just, just click it and just – I mean, give us hell. I mean, if, if all else, it can be a joke for the show, and we love it. Um, we, we're really big. We like the fact that we've got a lot of international listeners on this show, and we've, we've kind of played around with maybe the idea of doing some type of live show on YouTube or something at some point, um, but it's going to be hard to get you international listeners involved in that to find a time where everybody's available. Um, so this is a perfect time to get you involved, to ask questions, um, give us crap um call us out for our bad takes and call randy dirty um because he is with that dirty stash and all he, he's definitely hey, hey, taking hey. on the persona well you can't you can't tell people that i have a stash it's going to reveal okay. the identity about 75 percent of bills fans right now have that stash so <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That you is walk true. you walk into al's on on any game day and everybody even guys who can't grow a mustache have a stash thanks to jameson <laughs> That is true. That is true. So we're not giving right. too much away. But um, anyway, guys, um, we're very excited for this game. And Super like fun. Randy said, enjoy this while we can. Um, yeah. It, it's fun and it's it's a game. But at the end of the day, if we lose this game, we're going to be heartbroken. But if we win, we're going to be on cloud nine again. So um, yep. enjoy it now. Have quite a few of that. Or um, Molson. Or or Molson or Jenny, you know. Um, Randy had quite a few and was very, very drunk. 
um, after the game, which I, I don't know what you're talking about. I was in the hospital and couldn't have a single drink, um, <laughs> but I had more on my mind. So it wasn't, I wasn't too worried about that. But anyway, um, we'll talk to you next week. As always, go, go Bills. Bills.